It is time to talk about a first ever express entry invitation for newcomers with experience in trades being announced by uh, Mark Miller, the Minister of Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship on Tuesday. This is hopefully going to help with the construction sector and attract skilled talent that our country needs so badly. I mean, off the top of the show, we were talking about housing. Housing doesn't happen without the skilled tradespeople who can make that housing happen. And the immigration uh, that, that has been sparked in recent years, the literal million people. Uh, who have have arrived here needing a place to live and millions more yet to come. Christopher Warswick is a professor in the Department of Economics and Associate Dean Research and International at the Faculty of Public Affairs at Carleton University joins us on the line. Thank you for being with us, Professor. My pleasure. Let's talk through what this first ever express entry is all about. Sure. Um, so this, so the express entry uh, system has been around for a number of years. Um, what's kind of new is they're doing special. The, the IRCC, the federal government, is doing special draws, um, not based just on the points that the CRS system allocates to um, ap- immigrant applicants in the economic categories, um, which suggests that they would be especially successful in the Canadian labor market. But instead, what they're trying to do is target specific characteristics that may or may not be associated with uh, economic success. And so the one that you're talking about is related to to skilled trades. And there's a perception that this will be easier. I I personally am not a big fan of of this approach. I would rather see them focus on, on skills that lead to high earnings for the economic immigrants after they arrive in Canada. But they've decided to take this targeted approach. Interesting. Can you explain that to me? A better path might sure. be what well, uh, for, yeah. for to s- set fine. up for success as opposed to be as specific to the trade. Am I reading that right? Yeah, that's right. And, and it's not just the skilled trades. I mean, for example, they you know another category is French language fluency for immigrants settling outside Quebec. Keep in mind, there's a completely separate uh, selection system for immigrants intending to go to Quebec. So one of the other criteria that the federal government's using is French language fluency. But getting back to the trades, I actually don't have a problem with prioritizing skilled trades so long as we're talking about high earnings um, individuals or individuals going to high um, wage jobs. My concern is that often what ends up happening is these targeted categories lead to workers who are maybe not very high skill level and they end up earning very low wages and end up putting pressure or keep wages of low skilled Canadians from rising, which, you know, we do have a serious problem of wage inequality in this country. And so if we end up just bringing in a lot of immigrants who end up with very low wages, that might, you know, help some construction companies, but it's also, I think, going to worsen wage inequality. Right. It would have the opposite of the intended impact here. I think that's right. Yeah. And I I think the federal government has good intentions, but I I worry that the implementation of this, you know, I I think the other thing to keep in mind is that immigrants, like all individuals, need dwellings. And so these immigrants will, you know, make it easier to build homes, um, but they're also going to need homes to live in. And so the net effect is, is less clear once you think about it in a kind of a, in a totality of the impact of both supply and demand on housing. And my sense is that 
I've not seen a lot of evidence of wage growth of work construction workers in Canada, which is what you'd expect to see if there's severe labor shortages as firms compete for these scarce workers. I think the bigger issue is you know, municipalities being reluctant to allow construction of new dwellings. And so just having more skilled uh, tradespeople may not have the effect that they're expecting. We're with Christopher Warswick, the professor in the Department of Economics and Associate Dean for Research and International in the Faculty of Public Affairs at Carleton University. You bring up a really interesting point there, that it's it's the, the lack of ability to swiftly build is lesser about the manpower and more about the uh, red tape that exists and in, in particular, I mean, certainly in the city that I'm sitting in right now, that's a hot topic in, in the city of Vancouver, just how long it takes to to get all of the pieces of, a, of, of approval in line to even break ground can be daunting and, and incredibly expensive. Um, it's interesting that, that, that the lack, people will tell us when we say, why can't we build more? Well, we don't have the people, specialized, skilled tradespeople to do that. And in fact, that supply mm-hmm. and demand piece is, is really interesting. Like wanting, wanting those wages to increase to some degree to attract um, people who can afford to live in the, in the cities and spaces that they come to. Yeah, I think that's right. And certainly I've, I've been following the Vancouver um, policy debates and similar ones in, in the East as well. Um, I mean, I think that there are probably, you know, skilled trades that take a very long time to train people in. And so, um, you know, and the short term t- targeting those skilled trades with, you know, where the remuneration, the salaries are quite high. I would have no problem prioritizing those. I just worry that what's going to end up happening, which is what happened with the temporary foreign worker program, is we just end up, tar- you know, companies lobby governments and we end up admitting a large number of workers who may not, you know, they may have some experience in construction, but they're not necessarily going to take on high wage jobs. And as a as a general rule, at least with the economic immigration program, it, the, the, real, the clear benefit, and this comes from work I've done with Mikhail Scuderud and Matt Doyle from University of Waterloo, that you, know, you really want to bring in economic immigrants who are going to pull up average earnings in the Canadian population. And so people in the profession, you know, high-wage people in the professions, but also high-wage people in the trades. That, you know, we all know stories or know people who've done extremely well in the trades. And so if this is a mechanism that allows us to select people who are going to be very successful, those people are going to raise average living standards in Canada. They're going to pay a lot of taxes. They're going to support our social programs through doing that, just like all people you know, who, who earn high wages in Canada do. I, I see that as a good thing in the economic category. But I, I worry that we, we're in this sort of world now where in the policy debates where we talk about essential jobs, and these are often low-skilled jobs that it would be better to let wages go up a bit and then Canadians will be, you know, be prepared to take those jobs on. And, and especially as we try to convince young Canadians to enter the skilled trades, I think higher salaries for the lower skilled, skilled trades will lead a lot of people to maybe divert away from other areas of education to enter the skilled trades, which would be a good thing. Yeah, incentivize that draw into yes. the skilled trade into into the what uh, minister miller was saying like looking for those um who are 
um, have that trade expertise in carpentry and plumbing and welding and, uh, and electricians and what have you. And, and as you mentioned, we all know people who make a very good living at doing those things, but um, wanting to ensure that it is a skilled tradesperson um, who is, is, is being um, expedited into this country and, and, and in doing so, you know, as the daughter of an immigrant and my grandfather was a mechanic, he was very able and capable and, and was able to make a good living here in Canada because of those skills. It's an interesting, uh, interesting point of view to, to say that the government has good intentions here, but perhaps might have unintended consequences, um, if the skill set isn't isn't meeting a certain standard. Is there a way that you see a domino being pushed uh, that would be more effective in helping, uh, you know, in a, in a specific sense, Professor, to, to create the, the the skilled worker shortage or to, to, to help alleviate what is a perception of that shortage? Is it the permitting piece? Um, well, I think, okay, I mean, I think the permitting piece is crucial to, you know, ensuring that the supply of housing grows with the population growth we're experiencing. So there's no doubt. I think that's yeah. perhaps the most important piece that's missing. So, but I think in, in terms of the immigrant selection process, I mean, you can get into the technicalities really quickly, but just intuitively the, 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 the CRS point system and the, the federal skilled worker point system yeah. that's existed since 1967 has basically been choosing individuals who are in the economic class who are likely to do really well in the labor market. And I think we should mm. get back to focusing on that rather than these special targeted draws. But we can redesign the point system to say, look, if you're a skilled tradesperson and you're going to be earning wages above average wages in Canada, Let's prioritize those people. I, I have no problem with doing that. I just think these targeted draws are risky. I, I think it's going to end up pursuing the the pet pol, you know po politics of the day, and and it's ripe for for lobbying. It would be better if we just focused on, you know, look at the look at the applicant skills and and experiences, and right. say where do we think their earnings are going to be, and just focus on those people who are going to be very successful. Thank you for your time, Professor. Very insightful, uh, uh, as, as one would expect someone of your caliber making time for us today. Thank you so much. My pleasure.